Welcome to another special episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. BusinessWise is intended to be a weekly podcast coming out every Monday morning, but through popular demand and while we are experiencing unique economic challenges today, we have elected to produce a special episode for you every Saturday for the time being. So please use these podcasts to flourish and prosper and help bring sanity to your scene and to the world. Today, we're going to talk about raising stats. Stats is a word we use for statistics. So the full word is statistics. Possibly more than a few of the listeners to this podcast have an interest in how to raise stats. This is a simple subject, actually, like so many things. But it is broad, and there's a lot of data. So we're not going to try and cover everything in one podcast. We're going to break with tradition here and make this a part one to be followed in a few days by a part two. Some of you may remember we were going to talk about handling a broken affluence. We're still going to talk about that. But uh, in reviewing that, we decided we better give you a bit more education on statistics first. So uh, be patient. That will be coming up in the not very distant future. But the fact remains, you cannot really implement the Hubbard management system without stats. You cannot really control your business without stats. You cannot really handle your personnel without stats. I do not believe you can really sleep soundly at night or have any kind of a life without stats. Maybe I sound a little like a geek to be saying this, but I believe it is possibly one of the reasons stats are so neglected because people misunderstand what stats are and relegate the whole subject to quote-unquote geeks. Nerd alert! Two points on this. Anyone who knows us at YZ's 2 know we are a far cry from being geeks, number one. And number two, being a geek is cool these days anyway, from what I understand, so knock yourselves out. Probably these kinds of misconceptions about stats, like so many things, stem from a lack of understanding of terms. Let's start by defining the word statistics. Now, Mr. Hubbard has a number of definitions for this word here, and so we're going to take them one at a time. So definition number one for the word statistics comes from an article by Mr. Hubbard dated the 30th of January, 1966. Very simple definition. The relative, quote, the relative rise or fall of a quantity compared to an earlier moment in time. If a section moved 10 tons last week and 12 tons this week, the statistic is rising. If a section moved 10 tons last week and only 8 tons this week, the statistic is falling. Okay, so clearly a statistic is a measure of something. And uh, I don't think that's new news for anyone here. But one of the aspects to this that Mr. Hubbard is pointing out, is it must be relative. It has to be compared as a rise or a fall to another number, another statistic. Otherwise, it's pretty worthless. So statistics must be provided on a consistent, regular basis. Mr. Hubbard qualifies that statistics should be reported weekly, 
I know some of the listeners are probably reporting their statistics or recording their statistics monthly. There's a couple of fundamental problems with recording statistics monthly. Months are of different lengths, and they have different numbers of Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays in them. And it is not a very precise or consistent measure because of the variance in months, number one. Number two, you are probably, if you're reporting your statistics monthly, only reviewing them 12 times a year. That's way too slow. To let a period of four weeks or more go by without reviewing how you are doing statistically is a little bit like probably driving a race car around a track with a go-kart steering mechanism. You're just not going to be able to respond fast enough and you're going to go crashing into the wall. So that's definition number one. Definition number two, this is from an article on the 16th of December, 1965 by Mr. Hubbard, a number or amount compared to an earlier number or amount of the same thing. Statistics refer to the quantity of work done or the value of it in money. So here he points out statistics are quantitative. It's not that you can't measure quality. You can with a statistic, but it's an amount of something. And uh, one of the easy ways sometimes, not always, but one of the easy ways to measure a statistic is it's worth in terms of money. You, of course, measure your income that way, but you can also measure your output that way If you value your services, you determine the value of your services as you produce those services, that gives you a statistic called value of services delivered. So you can also use money as a measure for outflow as well as inflow. Okay, now here's the next definition of statistic. A positive numerical thing that can be accurately counted and graphed on a two-dimensional thing. This is from an article, 6 July, 1970. Okay, I can tell you times without number that I have looked into a member's enterprise and asked them if they are keeping statistics, and of course I'm told they are, only to discover that the statistics are not being put on a two-dimensional thing. In other words, they're not being graphed. Now, if you remember definition number one, the relative rise or fall of a quantity compared to an earlier moment in time, you are not able at a glance to see without a graph your relative rise or fall. You might be able to see if you can visualize it, you can see whether something's up or down. That's fairly easy. It's annoying. I don't know why you don't graph it there. It's just very visible, but you will not see the relative rise or fall. There's no way. You need to plot it on a graph because you don't know if it's sharply down. How does it compare trend-wise with earlier periods? You need to keep graphs, two-dimensional things, if you're going to be keeping statistics. I would almost say it's pointless to keep stats without keeping graphs. They're almost, uh, in the vernacular, they're almost synonymous. If somebody says, let me see your stats, they're not asking to see a logbook with a bunch of numbers in it, they're wanting to see if they're trained in the Hubbard Management System, they're looking for graphs. They're not synonymous, but almost, you know, colloquially they are used that way, but um, probably shouldn't confuse them. But the moral of the story is graph your statistics. And uh, I'm going to come back to this as a very interesting point in a couple of minutes here. 
Okay, now here's the next definition, a very critical one, okay? The statistic measures directly the relative survival potential of the organism or its part. This is from an article 6 July 1970 by Mr. Hubbard. Okay, I want to emphasize this. It's a measure of survival, okay? Let's take it away from uh, your company or organization for a minute, and let's just talk about you. What if you have a blood pressure situation, okay? Now, your doctor is going to tell you you need to monitor that. How are you going to monitor that? By measuring it on a regular basis, consistently, over time intervals, okay? The variance of that statistic, that is now a statistic, the variance of that statistic is measuring clearly your survival. Now, let's take away that statistic. You have a blood pressure situation. How are you going to know how you're doing? I can say, well, you know, when my blood pressure is a little high, I feel like this or feel like that. Is that how you want to survive? Does that guarantee your survival? No. And the same thing applies to this organism called an organization. It has to, it is measuring the survival of it or some part of it. The statistic, again, I'll read it to you. The statistic measures directly the relative survival potential of the organism or its part. If you examine the term organization and you examine the term organism, they have the same root, which is the word organ, which comes from the Greek organon, which is an implement tool, bodily organ, musical instrument, etc. It's it's akin to ergon, which is the word for work. So you have an organism. It's a, it's a grouping of organs that each do their function. An organization is an assembly of organs, if you will, tools, uh, working units that together, if put together properly, result in a valuable, exchangeable, or final product. So you are taking your blood pressure to see how one or more of your organs are functioning. How are you determining how the organs, if you will, are functioning within your organization if there are no ways of measuring how they're doing? It's a survival point. How is that aspect of the organization surviving? And that obviously influences the rest of the organization. All right, next definition. Very important one also. I mean, of course they all are, but here we go. This from uh, 6 July 1970, Mr. Hubbard. A tight reality, a stable point, which is to measure any departure from the ideal scene. Now, we're going to have to dwell on this one for a minute or two, but let's first clear up what an ideal scene is. An ideal scene, per Mr. Hubbard, a statement or concept of how a scene, area, or product ought to be. If one doesn't know the ideal scene or situation, then one is not likely to observe the non-ideal points in it. Okay, so an ideal scene is the way it ought to be. And you ought to have some familiarity with how the scene should be if you're going to determine whether it's ideal or not. So you have an existing scene, you have an ideal scene, and you want to measure your approach to that ideal scene um, the way it ought to be. 
let's take, for instance, a basketball game or a basketball team. You have someone who has no familiarity with basketball. Uh, they're soccer players. They play their soccer coach, great soccer coach. And uh, they go and observe a basketball game and they see that the score is 2-0 after 20 minutes of playing. You know basketball, you're going, wow, that is a real departure from an ideal scene. But um, if the soccer coach has only familiarity with soccer, he goes, you know, I think that's after 20 minutes, that's, that's a high-scoring game. Has no familiarity with the ideal scene. So what is the ideal scene for your organization? If it was a shoe store, it would be a shop that is full of, you know, quality variety of shoes that have plenty of customers coming in and out happily buying them and wearing them and uh, bringing in their friends. That'd be something like the ideal scene. So you want to have statistics that measure that you're going towards that ideal scene, not away from it. And this you can easily, quite often, uh, we have observed members with a wrong statistic that doesn't measure an approach to the ideal scene for the entire organization. For instance, you could have a doctor's office that has a statistic of number of patient visits. Okay, so that statistic keeps going up. You've got, you know, 40 or 50 visits one week, and the next week you got 60 visits, and next week you got 70 visits. So you say, well, let's apply an affluence condition or something like that to that statistic. However, it doesn't measure whether anybody's getting well. So part of the ideal scene would be that the patients are getting well. So your statistic for the organization would have to show that. It doesn't show that the uh, visits are actually being exchanged for. If you uh, remember episode three of Business Wise, we talked about your product includes a definition in the definition from Mr. Hubbard that the uh, product is exchanged for. So you may have a climbing statistic of patient visits, that probably is somebody's statistic, but is it the statistic of overall of the organization or organism, if you will? Uh, clearly not, because it doesn't measure necessarily an approach to an ideal scene. It just means there's more people coming in and out. It doesn't mean they're getting better, and it doesn't mean that they're paying, and it doesn't mean that they're happy. So that would be a wrong statistic that you could pound on and actually go away from an ideal scene and end up going broke and not understanding why. But the other aspect of this definition, which is truly, truly important to emphasize here, remember, he says, a tight reality, a stable point, which is to measure any departure from the ideal scene. Here's the thing about the statistic. It is a tight reality. It has to be real. It can't be false. It can't be pumped up. It can't be messed around with. It has to be a tight reality or it is useless. And in actual fact, statistics are generally the tightest reality you have because if you listen to what people tell you they're producing versus the number that you can count of what they're producing, you can go right off the deep end because you're just listening to people. You're not looking at the statistics. It's not that easy to observe a quantity of production without statistics. Looks like everything's busy. Looks like people are working. Looks like things are moving through the shop here, but we're going broke. Okay. I want to use, I want you to imagine, and let's use this example. I want you to imagine driving an automobile, which is a relatively simple device. It's not that complicated. It's not a spaceship. Prepare to make the jump to light speed. Mm. Okay. It's a car. 
But let's take out the speedometer. Let's take out the gas gauge. Let's take out the temperature gauge. Okay, go on your six-hour drive, and good luck. Before you get to your destination, you will probably run out of gas. Somewhere along the way and be stranded somewhere. You will probably pick up at least a few speeding tickets and you may very well blow up your engine uh, through overheating. You, you, you need those gauges. Now, I don't care how, quote unquote, simple your business is, okay? It may just be you. You know, I, I tell guys, one-man bands, I say, you need statistics just like anybody else does because you're performing all those functions. You just don't have anybody else performing them. You're doing all of them, but all of those functions must nonetheless get done if you're going to produce a valuable final product. What's a valuable final product? Something per Hubbard. It's something that can be exchanged with other activities and return for support. The support usually adds up to food, clothing, shelter, money, tolerance, and cooperation. Goodwill. We covered this in uh, your product, uh, episode three. But we also discussed what a subproduct is, which is per Hubbard, those necessary to make up the valuable final products of the organization. So you've got your valuable final product. That's what's supporting you. That's your that's where you get the exchange from the public. And then you've got a series of subproducts that lined up will achieve that valuable final product. Well, if you're not getting those subproducts, you're not going to get the valuable final product. Okay. So you need to have gauges that tell you Always, anytime you want to know, which should be at least once a week, at least, that those subproducts are being produced. You know, you, 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 you don't have any statistics in there. You don't have any sub-statistics. You got to, uh, or subproducts, the subproducts obviously have to be produced. But you're being told by your salespeople that everything's good, boss. And you go, well, all right. Uh, we have a statistic called gross income. I don't see a lot of gross income right now, and we're halfway through the week. Yeah, 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 but it's trust me, it's all on its way, and uh, it's confirmed to come in before the end of the week, and we have this thing with this guy and this thing with that guy. Come on, this is not a scenario you are unfamiliar with. Any business owner here, I'm sure, has gone through a similar scenario. And come the end of the week, where is the money? And uh, that's because you're not tracking the subproducts. If they tell you, and salesmen, unfortunately, are very good at selling you uh, that they're doing great. You take a look at those statistics and say, well, I got it that all this money is going to come in by the end of the week. But I see that your contacts are down. Your reaches are down. Your interviews are down. These are statistics that measure and they should be plotted on two dimensions that you can look at confidently and know that, yeah, what they're saying is sooth. You know, by the end of the week, it probably will be okay because you can see that the earlier subproducts are being achieved. But if you don't measure them, you will not be aware. That's the key. Remember, he says it's it's a tight reality, stable point. It's got to be real. I mean, you know, you can you can put a false number on your gas gauge. You know that you're three quarters full, and there's that number, and you can look at it confidently, but 
it's false. You're still going to run out of gas. You know, you can do the same thing with your speedometer. You can put it at 60 miles per hour and you're chugging along at 20 miles an hour and you're, but you're confident because you're looking at your gauge. That gauge is false. The statistic has to be a tight reality. And this comes down again to something we talked about in episode 12, complexity and confront. The, the key to competence has to do with your awareness. You, you cannot handle something you're not aware of. If you're about to run out of gas, you would want to be aware of that. And how are you aware of that? Because you have a gauge, because you have a statistic. Same thing with your organization. You are the effect of whether those subproducts are being produced or not. But if you are unaware of them, you will suffer from that. Same thing with your body. You know, I refuse to look at the scale in my bathroom. That's not me. I'm saying somebody else, right? Someone might have a problem. I'm not going to look at that scale. I'm sure I'm losing weight. I'm, I'm pretty confident, but I don't like weighing myself because I don't want to be aware. I'm not going to confront this. And to that extent, they will be the effect of that, okay? Until they finally get the gumption and confront together to look at the numbers, to confront the reality. And once it's confronted, once the awareness is there, the capacity to handle will generally follow. Any lack of ability you have stems from a lack of awareness or confront in that area. That's a fundamental of uh, this subject, and you can do a lot more research on it. Uh, the book Problems of Work from Mr. Hubbard, Fundamentals of Thought, these basic books cover this very, very closely. You know, your awareness has everything to do with your competence. So if you're not going to keep accurate statistics of the subproducts being produced in your organization and graph them and look at them and use them, then you're probably going to become an effect point sooner or later, unless you're very lucky or, you know, or if you're only riding a bicycle. You don't need gauges for a bicycle. But bicycles don't take you very far very fast. So if you're satisfied with a bicycle and you don't need uh, a Corvette or you don't need a jet plane or you don't need a rocket ship, then okay, great. You don't need any gauges for a bicycle. You know when you got to pedal harder. You know when you got to start oiling the chain because it's going to sound creaky. Okay? So you don't need gauges for that quote-unquote need. But things are either going to be expanding or they're going to be contracting in this universe. We also covered that in an earlier podcast. So get used to the idea that you need to continue to expand if you're truly going to survive. And if you're going to expand, you need statistics. Now, one happy note I'm going to leave you with before we move on, because I'd like to leave you something that you can use to survive better between one podcast and the next. And I'm going to leave you with this. If you, in my experience, okay, and this is my experience talking, nothing else, okay, in my experience, if you start graphing, monitoring and graphing your statistics, they will tend to go up just from that alone. There is a lot more technology to raising statistics, but I will tell you this. The first thing is to start keeping statistics. And strangely enough, just the very fact that someone is watching those statistics, someone's aware of those statistics, they tend to go up almost by themselves. So get everybody on your team uh, correctly given a statistic, a correct statistic, get them to start graphing it, and you will be quite gratified 
to see that by and large, those statistics start going up almost by themselves. I mean, obviously somebody's making them go up, but just the fact that somebody cares and is watching those stats and they're watching their own stats, the stats will tend to go up. There is more technology to this. There's probably a limit to how high they will go. But initially, without using uh, more of the tools from Mr. Hubbard and the Hubbard Management System, but if you at least start monitoring and graphing them, you'll be quite satisfied to see they will start to climb. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, that's your introduction to the subject. Hope that was helpful. Hope you are going to keep more statistics if you're not already. And we'll talk to you in a few days. Um, remember, you can always write us at info at yzeastus.org with any questions or any feedback, or especially we'd love to hear your wins. We've been getting a lot of those. And uh, we just love it. It just keeps us going. So if these podcasts are helping you keep going, uh, which we hope they are, and we, we believe they are based on the feedback, realize that your response to us keeps us going. So it's a two-way street here. Um, so write us at info at wiseeastus.org with your questions or with your successes. Again, we'd love to read them. Talk to you soon.